we are. It's happening. Oh. We're doing it. it it's, oh, happening, it's happening. Right. I didn't yeah. see that it had happened. <laughs> Guys, I yeah. listen. First, I have discovered that my cord to my microphone is broken. So I was like, uh oh, I can just hold one connecting piece in the entire time. Except that then we got a few minutes into recording and it fell out. And instead of being like, oh, we just like stopped recording because your input fucked up. The Zencaster was like, abort. Yeah, it was like, we've aborted your audio. <laughs> I was like, okay. Abort! He's yeah. trying to keep us away from the corn. I don't know that reference. Oh, listen, this is a real obscure reference. Because I don't remember almost anything about the rest of the movie. But we did, as a family, see the live action version of Charlotte's Web. Which is a movie that exists. What what? It's just saying participant Caroline is having a problem. <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> so true. I'm having so many problems. It says participant Caroline is having a problem. Participant failed with member something failure reason. Their qu- high quality audio stream for microphone has stopped. Um, well, true. I think they're just angry that you don't have your microphone plugged in. So I think we're gonna ignore yeah. That. Um, if you're listening and you're like, why is Caroline's audio quality terrible? It's because of the aforementioned broken microphone cord that yeah. aborted our recording in mm-hmm. the most dramatic fashion. So now I'm just going with headphones until I can get a new cord, which hopefully will be within days. Yes. Um, anyway, in the live action movie mm-hmm. version of Charlotte's Web, there are these random, I'm sure they're voiced by comedians, but I was too young to know who they were, mm-hmm. two crows who you come back to yeah. periodically throughout the movie. And they are always trying to get some corn, but there's a scarecrow and they're very afraid of the scarecrow. So the mm. scarecrow keeps scaring them off, but then they'll like hype each other up and be like, yeah, we're going to go in. Like we're going to get, I, again, I haven't seen this movie more than probably once. And mm-hmm. I don't remember that much, but I have a very clear memory of a scene where they're like, we're going to go in. We're not going to let that guy scare us. Like we're going to get this corn. And the two of them start flying in. And as they get close to the scarecrow, the one goes abort, abort. And they fly away. And at a different point, whether this is before or after, one of them goes, he's trying to keep us away from the... And the other one goes, corn! Which was the quote. What I'm hearing is that that's us preparing for a podcast saying it's not going to be long. Sure. Um, And And also what I'm hearing is that two wolves out, two crows crows inside you, in. Welcome to Romance Your TBR Season 3. We represent the two crows living inside you. Ka-ka. Mm-hmm. Ka-chow. Ka-chow, indeed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is going to... This is actually going to be a short one because... Please bad go. audio quality, we have to assume. We've already got cut off once. It, n- not it's much. It's 9.30 where I am, <laughs> and I am simply ready for bed. Also, yeah. I have six cookies that I ordered and were delivered. Ooh. Can't wait to go eat those. Um, so we gotta mm-hmm. keep this short and sweet so I can go eat them cookies. She's gotta eat them cookies. I, she's gotta. She's gotta. Um Welcome Romance Caroline TBR. is having a problem. Participant Caroline, that <laughs> should be my social media bio on all. I'm gonna make that my um like teams meeting. Like when I join a meeting, I'm gonna change my name. To say participant Caroline is having a problem so that no one ever asks me to talk. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> She's having a lot of issues. 
<laughs> Participant Caroline, wow. I like it. It's a vibe. Uh, she really is. Anyway, mm-hmm. like we said, welcome back to season three. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Caroline. I'm participant Hannah. <laughs> participant Caroline and participant Hannah. You know, we're here. We mm-hmm. made it. Barely. Against all odds, honestly. Against all odds. Against mm-hmm. all obstacles thrown at us. They were never in our favor. No. <laughs> never. Never. No. Um. So basically this is going to be just like a very quick hello little life update mm-hmm. couple of books that we would recommend that we've read recently um and uh, a little overview of like what the plan is for the rest of the yeah. season which is very much still in the works <laughs> this will be our on-air conversation about <laughs> <laughs> what the rest of yeah. i think we have a general idea yeah yeah it's going to be fairly similar to yeah. past seasons in my mind, I just have to assume that TBR Tuesday is going to happen, like, once every blue moon. I think that's a special occasion. <laughs> yeah, situation. at this point. For, like, holidays and stuff. Sure. Sure. I think that makes sense. Because I just don't have the time No. to edit that. We need no. to use... We'll utilize the, the newsletter more, hopefully. You <laughs> say that. I am realizing I am saying that. We will hopefully at some point... We do fingers that. In, we'll send out yeah. newsletters. And we can maybe make a format that's like quicker for us to do. So yeah. we can just like drop in books yeah. and you can read them. And you can read them. <laughs> and you can read them and you can tell us about them. There, there we go. go. Why are we always doing so much for you? <laughs> you can tell <laughs> us about the books. As if we didn't volunteer for this. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I'm being held hostage. Yeah. Yeah. We are being held hostage. We are mm-hmm. going to, you know, do a little... Listen, we're here for the vibes. Yeah. You know this if you've listened yeah. to any of our podcasts before now. And I hope you are, because jumping right in. This is a bold move for you to start with bold season three. Mm-hmm. Um, but welcome. This is the vibe. Mm-hmm. It's tech issues, participant Caroline having a problem... Perhaps some obscure Charlotte's Web live action movie references. It sounds like we're in a cult. Participate, Caroline. <laughs> Brother. Like, my dad um, was in a fraternity in college and he still gets letters addressed to him as Brother, our that last is name. Concerning. And so, like, I got it one time and it's like a running joke in my like group chat now with my friends because, like, I sent it. I was like, why are they calling him this? Because, like, <laughs> it was. It was jarring, but it's also hilarious because now they just randomly bring it up. Good. And I'm like, yep, that's the brother. <laughs> the brother. Yep. Um. Yeah, so the episode's vibes. We are bringing back old school school. Mm-hmm. Whatever the well, last season was 101, now we're in 201. I don't yes. remember how college courses work. Yeah. Who knows? Sometimes it's like 101, sometimes it's 102. That's Ooh. like... And then sometimes it's 201. Yeah. It's been a while. Then there's like 3,000 levels. Yeah. We're not there yet. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be there. (laughs) Books that are like. Yeah, that's. There are some that scare me. That's intensive. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So more to come there. Hopefully we will be able to start putting those out soon. Um, The plan is to do a little bit different of a format which i don't want to say too much about but um Mm -hmm. 
having more guests on, guest lecturers, if you will, for the old school episodes. So it won't just be us reading and talking about the books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But again, nothing is really locked down. So I'm not going to say too much there. And the reason nothing is locked down, even though we've been off for months, is because one of us decided it would be a good idea to pick up and move across the country. That's how it goes. They getcha. They getcha. They said, we'll give you your dream job, but you do have to move to New York City. And I said, yeah, I can do that. Do you know my original plan was to take one day off of work and that one day was the day I was flying up? (laughs) Yeah, the giggling is the correct response. What was I thinking? I don't know. Because, yeah, when I moved to New York, like, it was during the floods. Oh, boy. Like, nature was not on our side. So, like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. Everything was flooding, and we were, like, driving, and we were in Pennsylvania. I think we stayed at, like, two hotels, so, like, two separate nights of driving or, like, days of driving and then hotels. I think we were at, like, Penn State or, like, one of the college towns has, like, a a large town with lots of hotels and stuff. So we were there, and then on the news, it's like, oh, yeah, all these massive floods are going to be right in your way driving into, like, Jersey and New York. And so I have to be like, okay, well, we just have to stay another night. So that was an extra night at that hotel that I had to pay for. And then um, I had to call the building and I was like, hey, like I can't be there on my move-in day. And they're like, that's fine. But also since you're going to be here on Thursday rather than Wednesday, you can't move in till Friday. Like you can physically enter the building, but your stuff can't because they like – you have to like reserve the elevator. And I was like – well, see, that's oh. cute because because how? How is that going to work? So we were in the building. I had to be there because my job was delivering my MacBook. Like, they were literally delivering my laptop. So I had to be there for that. Um, And then there was no furniture in there. So then we had to get a nasty, and I mean nasty hotel. And it was like a $400, like, hotel. It was like a Hilton. But don't stay in the one in, like, I don't know where in Manhattan. Like, it's, like, central Manhattan. Well, I like, would never, again, stay in a hotel in Manhattan anyway. I, I wouldn't. That. That's where my apartment was. So, like, I we had to get something, like, within walking, driving distance. And um, one – so it obviously cost so much. But it smelled like pee. Like, the first room, like, just straight up pee. And I was like, who marked this territory? <laughs> Like, who did this? Had to have been someone smuggling a cat in or something. So we had to go down. And, like, I don't like being a nuisance. But, like, you couldn't. It was just moist because there was, like, no AC. Mm -hmm. And then we had to be, like, we need a new room. And then the second one was, like, fainter. It was still kind of there. But, like, we had to deal with it. (laughs) But, um, so, yeah. Like, my stuff was in our truck in a parking garage. So we had to, like, get it out the next morning. And then you had to, like, pay completely different to like get back in because you can't like remove it it was a whole thing and then parking was so expensive and but i will say moving out was worse (laughs) because there was also only a limited amount of time that you can move out and what i didn't realize when i had the moving company or it wasn't even a moving company it was like a junk removal because i had like a desk chair like i had stuff that we just couldn't fit like in our truck and i didn't need it i was like i I want it gone so we had this junk removal um i think it's like the college bros or whatever Oh. And yeah, and oh like, my God. yes, what? Well, yeah. Um. So, so I had booked this like months in advance, or like however I didn't have months. I had three weeks, guys. I was lying right then. I don't know why I said that. I booked it right when I realized I had to move, 
And the guy could have told me, hey, ma'am, miss, your name, like Hannah, like I would book the first appointment because they're going to be so late that they won't even make it to your apartment if you book any other time besides the first appointment. He could have told me that and I would have been like, you know, that's fine. I I don't care. I won't tell anyone. I'll just do it. Didn't do that. Um, So I had like a one scheduled between like 11 and like 1 p.m. And I had to be out like all the stuff had to be out by three um, because you can't for some reason the apartment just wouldn't allow like big furniture like being taken out after three. And they didn't get there till five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had basically had to like bribe the doorman <laughs> to like let us like have those people. And like they were so sweaty. I mean, like I was I was just like, please take it. Like I don't care. They were like apologize. I'm like, I don't care. Please just I will pay you. I overpaid because they just jacked up the rent. I'm like, I don't care. I want it out. I want it gone. Um and I just would never use that company unless you're the first appointment. Just heads up. Because, like, they were – they, like, the first appointment or whatever, the guy didn't have any elevators in his apartment. So he was on, like, the highest floor. And so they had to, like, walk up and down. And so they just didn't factor that in. And then that wasn't even, like – they had multiple appointments before me. Because why in New York City would you think about the fact that yeah. buildings might not have elevators? That, yeah. <laughs> that would be crazy to yeah. even consider. Yeah. And he's like, this happens all the time. I was like, that would have been great information. Like I would have had the first spot if I would have known. Mm-hmm. But so if anyone is looking to use them, I probably wouldn't. But also um, just always take the first spot. Well, also, um, I learned from a friend. Listen, this might not be the same company, but it feels like it might be or two dudes or something. It was. Yeah, that sounds like. Yeah. I mean, so- they have trucks all over. Take this I saw with a multiple. grain of salt because I could be just straight up lying to you. However, I would also be yeah, lying to me. I just lied. Me. I said months. Um, three weeks. So, <laughs> My friend who came to visit was just telling me about – I can't remember like what show it was on or like what – but she was talking about this guy who – I have to assume it was this company because that sounds mm-hmm. like the same thing she was talking about. Yeah. Where, like in college he started yeah. like a junk – removal service um and now he's he like he doesn't really go do that anymore because yeah. he's the ceo um but he's super rich from it and so he i know why he's rich sure but he um <laughs> whatever that i again i have no memory of like what show or thing this mm-hmm. was that she saw this but apparently he's very essentially insecure with dating because he thinks the women going out with him or going out with him for his money. Mm. And so his response to this, I love that I'm telling you that this is like my friend who's heard it from somebody else who heard it from so so this is truly so trickle down gossip. Um but it was some kind of show or something. He he went on this date with this woman. They had planned this nice dinner but he pulled up in the truck and was like basically his whole thing was like he wanted to test her to see if she could like get her hands dirty and like isn't dating him for his money so this woman is standing there in like a dress like a nice dress Mm -hmm. and heels and he was like psych our first date's gonna be hauling junk and so she just had to, like, climb in, which, first of all, I'm automatically out. I'm like, 
if you had warned me ahead of time, I'd be like, okay, maybe, why not? But not in, not with no warning. However, he pulls up, she gets in, he gives her, like, a big shirt to wear. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And I think, like, boots when they get there, but she's still, like, I would love if I had pants, that would be great. And then made her haul junk. And I think... My thing is, like, he could have still, with the intention of, like, testing you, which is weird, mm-hmm. he could have shown up and been like, hey, I am so sorry. I really wanted to have this date, but I had this last-minute client situation come up and I was the only one who could deal with it. I know this is a little crazy, but because this is, like, part of my life, would you be down yeah. to, like, come do this with me? And I feel like if that happened, I would be so much more like, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I run up and grab a change of clothes? Like, let's do it. And you still would be able to test me without it being like, surprise! I don't care that you're wearing heels. We're hauling junk. I'm so angry. I mean, there was a book. I can't remember which book, but I wrote in my review because they were going on a date. And she asked, she's like, do I need to wear, like, what do I wear? Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's like nothing. Like, it's going to be easy. Like, you don't need to dress like, like, for crazy adventure things sure um and then he ends up taking her on like a hike and she has to like climb over this like she has to like be on top of this rock and like get over it and i'm like sir first of all why the hell (laughs) wouldn't you specify at least like wear like hike like boots or something and like pants because she was and like i was overly dramatic about it because i was already not having a good time but i was just like that was such an easy thing for no, him to be like. Why are you not where... considerate enough of me? Yeah, to, like give me basic instructions. Yeah, because I am happy to prepare. And she was like breaking a sweat, so I'm like, I need to know. And mm. you should bring water. Like there are a bunch of things that you should do if you're going to be doing certain things. So I mean, that guy sounds like he created the business that um, I have interacted uh, with. I really so. feel like it was the same one. None of it this probably. is relevant. No. I had a slightly less horror story, but still not pleasant move, which was that um, originally, so I had booked my flight for a Wednesday and mm-hmm. my original thought process was I'll just pop up on Wednesday. It'll be fine. I work remotely. And then Estelle, my boss was like, um, have you considered maybe taking the day after off? And I was like, mm, I'm just, so the thing, like, I am very hesitant about taking vacation days. Yeah. Because what if I need them? Yeah. Like, I have trips I want to go on that I haven't yeah. planned out yet. And what if I, or like, something comes up. I don't know. I don't want to use all my vacation mm-hmm. days on this stupid move. Um. So I was like, okay, I'll take the day after off. And I was talking about, like, being stressed about this whole, like, I'm moving alone from Texas yeah. to New York. She's like, why don't you also take the day before off? to like pack and I was like I guess so basically the plan was to take Tuesday Wednesday Thursday and then Friday was like tentatively I'd be working remotely Mm -hmm. but like if I needed it off that was kind of understood that might happen and then the next Monday was going to be MLK day oh yeah yeah. um so (sighs) there were issues with like mailing boxes but basically I mailed like 11 boxes of things um Four of which were books, as Not one true. does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I had packed to literally the 50-pound limit, both my big – like, the two mm-hmm. largest suitcases, and then also had, like, my stuff like, How did you maneuver? <laughs> well, my mom helped me into the airport, and yeah. then on the way out, I sucked it up and paid however much money it is to get a luggage cart, and then took Oh, okay. That makes sense. It wasn't fun, but it happened. No. Um. 
so we go, we're very emotional. Uh, my flight got, it got delayed. So the night before I knew that it had gotten delayed a bit. And the thing was, mm-hmm. I wasn't flying out of my city. Usual. I was flying out of Austin oh, um, okay. because I was able to get like a really cheap direct yeah. flight if I did that. And so we had to like drive an hour and a half to this other airport. And so I didn't mind that it got delayed like an hour or something because mm-hmm. it meant I didn't have to leave quite as early and it was going to yeah. be not like horribly early, but earlier than I really wanted to. So I was like, that's fine. And my dad is like, are you sure? Like, we can find another flight. I'm like, no, it'll be fine. I'll still get in at like seven or eight, something like that. Yeah. Like, it'll be fine. But then in the airport, it also got delayed. And then they just took so, like, I don't know what the issues were, but there were issues mm-hmm. with like cleaning or something. And it took so long. So then it was basically delayed more. Ugh. So I get in fairly late. And then I proceed to get what I can only assume is scammed by like <laughs> three Lyft drivers in a row where I called a Lyft and they would sh- like, I could see them pulling up to the yeah. like area where it was supposed to be. And then it would say that they're here, but I'm looking around and I'm not seeing any license plates that match that. Um, and it's, it'll, it'll give you the little, like you have five minutes to find them basically mm-hmm. before they're leaving. And I would call them and it would go straight to voicemail and I would message them and they would never answer. So I'm like, hey, I can't find you. Like I'm standing under the sign where I said I would be, where are, and then they would leave because the time limit would be up and then I would get charged like a fee. Really? So I ended up getting all that money back because Lyft, it's super easy to be like, that's good. Like kind of complain. Like it has Mm -hmm. a little preset, like I think this charge was wrong thing and it gave, I think Two of them it gave it back and one of them was like, it gave me credit for that yeah. amount. So like, it was fine. And also it was only like $3. But when it happens to you three times in a row, I stood outside in the cold for mm-hmm. probably like 45 minutes. Were there any taxis? Or was it like a different spot? I don't, I was. Taxis stress me out. I never, I, I was, avoid, I've used them, yeah. but I avoid them. Um. So finally I get one and it is late by this point. And also I've got to get to my apartment. And the thing is, I, <sighs> I live in an old building in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and so it's got, like, a set of two doors that are locked, and inside the first set of doors is, like, where the mailboxes are, um, but there's no doorman or anything like that, and so yeah. for packages to be delivered, other than, like, the postal service, yeah. they buzz the apartment, and someone has to buzz them in, at least into the first set of doors, because with the exception of one idiot, which I'll get to, they don't leave packages, like, outside on the street. Yeah. Because it's New York. I mean, that's good business practice, but also... <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. But this means that when I was sending things yeah. to myself before I moved, I was like, I'll send them to an Amazon pickup spot yeah. so that I don't have to deal with, like, a roommate trying to let them in or something. Mm-hmm. So I sent an air mattress and a set of sheets to an Amazon pickup spot at a Whole Foods that was, like, a few subway stops away from this Mm -hmm. apartment. But because of these flight delays and these various Lyft drivers Mm. apparently scamming me, I got to my apartment at, like, 9.58, and the Whole Foods closed at 10. And I was like, well, I don't have, like, a bed (laughs) or, like, a place to sleep. So I get in another Lyft, and I go to Target. 
I pick up a, frankly, too expensive air mattress, yeah. but it's one of the, like, I don't have to buy a pump yeah. or whatever. So I buy this air mattress on a set of sheets and I come back and I set this stupid thing up and I'm <laughs> so tired. And it's like 11 p.m. by this point and I mm-hmm. have been traveling. <laughs> and then I don't remember the exact sequence of events, but basically, um, I live with three other people and only the fourth person or the the third person rather hadn't moved in yet so there Mm -hmm. are like two people already here but they were kind of in and I don't even remember like what was going on but like I didn't really know them I think they were talking like or had friends over something where I just like was not Mm -hmm. asking a lot of questions I just wanted to like get in move in and be done um and I could not get the hot water to work One of two things happened, either because recently we went several days where the hot water also didn't work. Um, That's great. Or, or like, it would only work in the afternoon, but, like, not at morning or at night, you know, when you need hot water. So either it just wasn't working that night and, like, because I really feel like I tried both sides of Mm -hmm. the faucet and just, like, it would not heat up. It was ice cold. And I was like, I can't. I'm so tired. I wanted to either shower or wash my face so bad, but I was like, fine, micellar water, like, just anything, and I'm going to bed. Or what might have happened is um, I just was turning the wrong side of the faucet, potentially, because hot water's always on the left, right? Yeah. I googled this because I was like, am I crazy? Hot water's always on the left, right? I'm not crazy. My grandma's a switch. They, like, messed it up. Well, time. that must be what happened because I Googled it. It's always on the left so that blind and visually impaired people mm-hmm. always no. know. So I'm sitting here Googling which side is hot water on like I'm crazy because I'm running the tap and it's not heating up. It just, it like was not working. And so the next day, later, at some point, I was like, I asked a roommate, I was like, what is going on with the hot water? Like, why can I not get it to work? Um, And he's like, oh, it's... um. I was like, it's on the left, right? And he's like, yeah, like, if you're, like, in the shower, it's, like, on the left, like, hot shower is in the middle and then cold. And I'm, like, trying to get the shower to heat up. It's not working. I'm like, he said it's on the left. Mm -hmm. I'm running the hot water. I don't understand. And I ran it for, like, 10 minutes. And and he had said, like, sometimes it takes a minute to heat up, but it was a long time. And so I was like, what is, like, what's happening? I can't get it to heat up. And he's like, oh, I was thinking, like, standing, like, as if the, the, he was Basically, the shower? Yeah. <laughs> like, from the other way. So, basically, the hot water is on the right. And it mm. took days for me to learn this because of just, like, me not being here when other people were here. Like, it was just so unhinged. I mean, that is arguably the hardest part in, like, hotels and stuff is figuring out Which the shower. Which is it on? The shower yeah. took me a minute. And then race, uh, it will get boiling. It's insane. Yeah. It will, like, burn me. So you can only put a tiny little bit of hot... Listen, it was so much. So already, I'm not having a good time. It's 11 p.m. I had to go buy this air mattress. I can't get the hot water to work. Whatever. I set it up. It is below freezing at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I have since discovered that I think my room like juts out a little bit more than the rest of the apartment. Like Mm -hmm. I think I have more walls like, uh, exposed. Yeah. And so I think my room just gets a little bit colder. And also I have a window yeah. that I'm pretty sure has a draft. Yeah. But the radiators in this ancient building 
mine just like does not do as much as I guess the rest of them. But even so, it's trying. Uh, The participant radiator. The participant (laughs) radiator is having problems. But even so, my roommate's like, yeah, it's um, because I was like turning the knob Mm because, but it wasn't turning. I was like, it's stuck. Like I Mm -hmm. can't turn this knob. But she's like, oh no, it's the landlord. Like it's controlled in the basement. Um, so it's only on when they decide that it's yeah. on. And also, yeah, that's something I learned. And I was like, well, that's not correct. Sure. But even then, they just kind of like come on randomly. Mm. Like we're not – basically we can't control the heat. Mm. Um, and it's worse in my room than it is in the rest of the house. But for whatever mm-hmm. reason, that night, I swear to God, the radiator was ice cold all night. It wasn't even – like now I'm fine. Yeah. It'll still be cold during the day because it doesn't tend to come on during the day. But like – that night was not on. It was ice. I was so concerned. I was on an air mattress, which is colder because it's air, the air in the room. So if it's cold air, you're going to be sleeping Uh. on a cold air mattress. And all I had was a set of sheets and I had managed to stuff one like throw blanket into my carry-on or one of my suitcases. Mm -hmm. So I had a throw blanket and I was so cold that I was wearing like a full-on pajama set and also a sweatshirt and I had thrown my coat on over my feet and I still couldn't sleep because I was so cold. (laughs) It was miserable so anyway so I cried it out because I was like oh my god I moved away from my parents I miss my cat like it is so cold and I haven't had a shower (laughs) it was genuinely so horrible and the next day was not that much better but I did sleep a little bit and then I went to an art museum that's like a few minutes away Mm -hmm. and I was like wow art women and then I like cried over art and everything was much better like that's all it took really and everything is oak. Oh, and then the saga continues because oh, yeah, you can- <laughs> I mailed all these boxes of things to myself. Yes, you did. <laughs> Most of them showed up fairly quickly, but the books are media mail, so they take longer. Mm-hmm. So it's like a couple of them show up one day. Another one shows up either the next day or like a couple days later. Um, I'm not really that worried about it, but the last box of books... I'm like, where is it? Like, <laughs> where's this fourth box? So I go, like, put in the tracking number. It's like, oh, it was delivered this morning. And it was a day when I was in the office, so mm-hmm. I wasn't home. But the postal service doesn't need, like, I don't know how they get in, but they don't need to buzz in. Like, they just come give us our mail. So it's always, like, So this was already inside. Room. Yes. It's huh. inside that first set of doors is where they yeah. leave things. So I'm at home at night after work. I look at this tracking number. It's like, oh, it was delivered this morning. I'm like, that's weird. It wasn't there like when I got back from work. Mm -hmm. There is like a little, I once had a target. Oh my God, wait, back to the first night I moved in. I had also had pillows sent, but these ones I had delivered to me, not to the um, pickup place. Mm. But they attached a picture on the Amazon thing of like, here, Mm. we delivered it. And it was sitting outside on the stoop. So yeah. when I got there, obviously that package was not there. And pillows are a hack commodity. I mean, I guess, but like, yeah. What? Who ripped the pillows? Who in New York City is going to deliver a an lot Amazon of package? Yeah, probably a lot. None of my other packages have ever just been left out. Like I've had mm-hmm. them try, and if nobody buzzes them in, they're like, "Sorry, we like tried to deliver it, but you, mm-hmm. we couldn't." Like we'll try again later. Anyway, so this last box of books, I'm like, where is it? I'm kind of looking around like maybe they put it like in like on the first floor somewhere and I didn't see it. Um, there's like a an outdoor basement situation or like 
down the stairs, um, mm-hmm. which I once had a Target package. They left it down there, which, like, mm-hmm. didn't get stolen because it was down under, yeah. like, down a set of stairs. With, like, I checked there, wasn't there. I was like, that's super weird. Um, maybe it got scanned on the truck, like, accidentally, but left on the truck. So maybe, like, so I wait a couple days. It's still not there. I tried to report it. Or I waited a day before I was trying to, like, report it and say, like, there was an issue. But then it was was giving me an error message. And Mm -hmm. so I tried again the next day. And it was like, oh, that's not available for this tracking number. And I was like, what the? So (laughs) I walked to the post office, which is not super far, but it's not super close either. (sighs) I walked to the post office. I'm like, hey, this package says it was delivered. It's not there. He's like, oh, you need to talk to a supervisor. Go wait at that window. Half an hour later, no supervisor has arrived. This other girl is also trying to find some package. She's like, how long have you been here? I was like, at least half an hour. And she's like, this is insane because this happened yesterday too. I ended up having to just leave. We waited there for so long and the supervisor, like, it was like an hour later and eventually somebody was like, hey, the supervisor left. So we wait 45, like, probably a full hour by the time the supervisor finally decides to show up and do her job. Um, She plugs it in. She's like, yeah, I've got the GPS location. It says it was delivered to the correct address. So, like, check with your neighbors, basically. And I was like, they wouldn't have left it outside or something? Like, they couldn't? She's like, no, we don't leave packages outside. So it was delivered inside my apartment building and has been gone. At this point, that's on Saturday. And it was delivered on a Wednesday. Oh, my God. So what I'm were like, they doing with these books? So I'm, what were they doing? So I'm like, that's bizarre. Someone in my building. Yeah. Unless like maybe somebody was inside and grabbed them on the maybe way out, to, question yeah. mark. But like. Because they, did they put them, return them well, outside? We're getting there. <laughs> Someone presumably in my building took the, and I'm like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because I'm like, maybe they thought it was, I, I had sent them in like a Target box. Uh-huh. I'm like, maybe they were expecting something from Target or maybe they like yeah. thought it was for like a roommate who wasn't home. I did that and to like, someone's groceries once. It wasn't my fault, know, but like, I felt bad. Right. Like something, yeah. some kind of yeah. mix up, picked it up, thought it was for somebody yeah. else, whatever. Um, So I'm like on the phone with my parents complaining about all of this as I walk home and I have to walk past my apartment building to get to the coffee shop where I had a friend waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, as I'm walking past, you can see they're like glass doors. Mm-hmm. As I'm walking past, I glance in and there is an open target box sitting inside that little, like in the mail area. Uh-huh. Full of books. The trade paperbacks that I was missing. As of course, a it's the of trade fact. paperbacks. I was actually very grateful that the three yeah, boxes. Yeah, I guess of they're like, the more that you can. They were all new. Purchase again, yeah. Right. Some of them were signed and some were annotated. Yeah. But at least I don't have to go track down, like, an original tender is the... Yeah. Like, it's fine. Anyway, so I'm like, huh. Those are my books. So I go meet my friend. We come back. This is... I was gone about two hours. So sometime in the two hours I was gone, they put this back. So I go get my books. I take them up. I start unpacking them. The thing that I notice immediately is they're packed differently than I packed them um, because the box isn't just open. It's like the flaps are all folded in. Mm-hmm. And also I had packed them stacked vertically and they packed them like spines up. But they're all like neatly repacked. And like some of the books were kind of sitting on top like they didn't fit mm-hmm. all the books back into this box. So I'm like, you went, you didn't just open it and go, ah, oh, like... 
here were my two options that I'm working with. Either <laughs> you thought this was your package, you opened it, you go, oh, no, this isn't for me. This is mm-hmm. books. In which case, why would you go through all the books? And take some. We're getting there. Or yeah. two, you stole it thinking, ah, ha, ha, yeah. a box. And then you opened it and went, aw, <laughs> books. Books, that's not what I wanted. And then you put it back. But if you did that, why did you go through it and neatly repack it? So I'm unpacking these trade paperbacks. I'm sorting it and putting it on the shelves. I notice, I don't remember which one I noticed first, but it was like, it was probably the India Holden. The middle one, Gentlewomen Best, Witches, arguably, arguably, was Alex, missing. Love you, bro. Yeah. And I was like, number one, weird, because that's the middle book in a series. Like, mm-hmm. let's say you're going through these books and you're just picking, like, based on covers that look good to you. Why wouldn't yeah. you take all three? Yeah. Also weird, because that one, along with Beach Read, I have three Emily Henry paperbacks. And they only, that's so they odd. They only took Beach Read. Also annotated and tabbed. And then Gentlewoman Witches was annotated and tabbed. And so I'm like, either, like, I could see maybe if you're like, oh, this one's tabbed, like, it must be really good. But in that case, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you take all the books that more. were tabbed? Yeah. But they didn't. I literally, I looked on Pango Books to see if someone was, like, selling. Because they, <laughs> they upsell them. Yeah. And when they're, like, like, tabbed and stuff. But, but no. But, but, but they, like, I don't. <laughs> so odd. Well, and then it was, so it was, like, those. And then, like, I have all five of Denise Williams. Uh-huh. But they only took The Fastest Way to Fall, which, of course, is my favorite one. Um, like, I had the two Harlequin Adriana Herreras. They only took the most – the On the Hustle. Oh, um, I I ended up – I went to a, an event at the Rip Bodice that she mm-hmm. was at, and I ended up buying a new copy of it and was like, somebody stole <laughs> Like, I told her this story. Um, I, so I hope they enjoyed it. But, like, it was all – contemporary but all like one by an author and then one india holden so i'm like truly at this point someone took it for reason unknown went through Uh all the books for reason unknown and kept about five or six of them again for reason unknown and only like one by an author never a whole series never all of an author's books some of which were annotated and tabbed and at this point in my life i don't even want the books back if no. you will just tell me T- why. why. What yeah. was the reason? Like, what was your thought process? I just want to know. You kept them so long. Yeah, like three days. Three, like, full days. Because obviously they knew it Saturday wasn't morning. theirs. Right. Like, right away. What uh, happened in those three days? Why did you only take some? And if you were going to take any, why did you then, like, neatly repack them and uh-huh. leave them? Why'd you return them? Right. Weird. Because it, it couldn't be to, like, sell them, because, number one, why would you pick those? Not and number two, why wouldn't you sell all? Like, there are just so many unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. I know I have talked for so long, but, like, genuinely, why? I don't know. That's very weird. It's, it's like, it haunts me a little bit. And not mm-hmm. even because I desperately need, like, I don't think any of them were signed. Yeah. And the ones that I annotate, like, that's a bummer, but I don't write anything hugely yeah. moving in my annotate. Like, it's okay. I'll just annotate them the next time. But, like, it was all books that I liked, too. Well, except for I think they took – I had two of the Sonali Dev. Um, mm-hmm. Pride and, and other, other flavors. And then I had not the second one, but I think maybe the third one. And they took mm-hmm. that one, and I hadn't read that one yet. But all the other ones they took, I'm pretty sure, are books that, like, were favorites by that author that I really I'm like how did you do that 
how did you know which ones to take? They follow you on TikTok. They've been Maybe. stalking you this entire time and they realized it was their chance. I just am so, uh, like, why? I'm yeah. Guys, I'm actually so, like, why? I just want, I'm tempted to leave a note. Be like, to the person who stole my books, you can keep them if you just, like, explain why you took them. <laughs> oh my god. Like, what well, was the reason? Yeah, you, yeah. I don't know. We've talked for 40 minutes. Um, this was supposed to be a really short episode, and we have not talked about literally anything. But, like, I truly... This is I mean, bookish. these are the questions we need answered. I would love to hear if people have... The theories I have gotten so far, because I was posting updates on my Instagram story, were um, that it's going to be a meet-cute. That they're going to, like, return them and have annotated them and have thoughts. To which I say, they don't know what apartment I'm in. Did it not say it on the box? Or, well, maybe they... The other weird thing, I was breaking down... I had, like, kind of piled up some cardboard boxes because I've, you know, had so Uh many things delivered. Um, And I was breaking them down, and one of them was that box. And I had already noticed, like, it must have been opened from the bottom, or, like, it was upside down when they opened it for whatever reason. Um, But when I was breaking it down, I realized when I sent those, I had, like, handwritten the address on, Mm -hmm. um, like, just a blank piece of paper and then, like, copied it and cut it out and taped it, like, with clear tape Mm -hmm. onto all of the – so every box I sent had, like, a white square with my handwriting (laughs) of the address. And then also, when you mail things with the post office, they print a label. Mm -hmm. Neither of those were on the box. I don't even, like, there's no marking of where on the box it was. They were just gone. Why'd you take the address off? Maybe they know that you're their book dealer now. Every package you get could be books that they want. But, like... That's odd. And they live in your building. That's odd. He must. Because I don't know how else anybody would have... They would have gotten in to get them and then back in to leave them. To return it, right. Yeah. So, like, that's just another weird develop. Why was both my label, which was, like, fully – it wasn't just, mm-hmm. like, stuck on. It was, like – Taped, yeah. Right, like, fully taped down. And also the post office's, like, printed label. Why were they not on the box? Because it had to have been on the box when it was delivered. Otherwise, mm-hmm. how would it get delivered? Questions that need answers. Um, so odd. Literally no part of this story makes sense. No. No, like, I, I was just assuming they'd want to like sell the annotated ones, but then you said that they hadn't they didn't take all the annotated ones. So no. I was like, what? <laughs> that would have made more if there was like a pattern, if it was yeah. like, oh, they took only the historicals or only the content or yeah. like all of one author. And like I didn't keep track of which books I sent myself and which I left at home. So honestly, there could be more missing that I just don't remember mm-hmm. that I sent myself, but I don't think there are. Um, and there's only so many that could fit in the box. That's true. Oh, the other theory, which doesn't explain the, like, missing label or anything like that, um, was because of the way it was left, like, kind of on the step inside the building open with all those books. And, like, some of them were kind of stacked on top because they Mm -hmm. didn't fit. I have had people say, like, maybe they, like, people going in and out of the building thought it was, like, free books. Yeah, that is true. Which is still a possibility in theory. The... The thing that makes me hesitate on that is that I was only gone two hours total. That is, yeah. And it wasn't there when I left. So they would have had to put the box back and enough people would Mm -hmm. have to walk by to, like, take 
six foot which like how many and like dig through it right and it didn't look like any unless they grabbed off the top which why would you do that um and also usually there's a sign (laughs) like if i saw a box of books i wouldn't go "Ooh, free books i would be like oh weird why are these books here you know Mm-hmm. So still a possibility, but I don't think a likely one. That's so odd. There are just so many weird pieces to that story. Um. Anyway, so my move has not been the smoothest. However, I am – there are plus sides. The downsides are this morning I walked outside and all barely missed stepping mm. on a dead mouse in the middle of the sidewalk. And when I say barely missed, I mean like my foot was in the air and I course corrected <laughs> mid-step as I made eye contact with its lifeless, beady little eyes. Um, and the weirdest part of that was that I was listening to my like main character <laughs> rom-com like movie or like morning yeah. sequence yeah. soundtrack, you know? So um, that what's that? A perfect Day, that song? Legally Blonde? <laughs> was yeah. blasting in my earbuds as I made I eye think, contact. I was thinking Dreams by the Cranberry. <laughs> no. Um, no, A Perfect Day was blasting in my ears as I made eye contact oh. with that mm. lifeless mouse. Mm. And I was like, this is a simulation. Um, welcome to New York. Anyway, there have been really good things. There have been less good things. But um, I work in the forever offices now. Well, the, you know, Hachette offices. Yeah. And that's, is the, what street is that on in Manhattan? Uh, 6th Avenue or Avenue nice. of the Americas. I think, I think we were on 7th. We've since changed offices because um, it was like really close to that Barnes & Noble. Oh, it was down there and like the public library and stuff. There. It's right by the public. It's like literally right next to or like on the block next to um, Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. So I we yeah. weren't on that one, but. Yeah. It was on the way. Um, yeah. Which is kind of fun and quirky. It mm-hmm. makes me feel very, like, teehee. It did. I'm a, like, rom-com mm-hmm. main character. Who is she? She's in Manhattan on her way to I work. Know. It is too early in the morning and I haven't had coffee, but here I am at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. Yeah, it was and definitely fun living out there. Right next to the big Abercrombie where they had that a is cool. whole Formula One car. That is cool. It was so. I've been on my mission to buy the perfect pair of like mom jeans, Mm -hmm. and Abercrombie is my target because like I know my size. It's just I had to like wait for this one pair of jeans to be in stock for days. I had to like keep checking because like I've learned that nothing is truly out of stock. (laughs) They will keep coming back, and it's worked for me so many times. Like I will just stock the because like people return. Mm -hmm. And then it goes mm. back in. So I'm just like, I got to keep looking. It's worked at Hollister, Abercrombie, because they're on their way to me now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't ever let them get you down. Don't ever take no for an answer. Don't let the dead mice be stepped on by you. I texted it to my parents, like a picture of this dead mouse. Yeah. And told them this whole story. And I was like, I don't know what kind of omen this is. I don't know what this says about my day. Um. And my mom was like, maybe it means that you're going to kill it today. <laughs> and I was like, thank you so much. That that's is it. what, that's the interpretation yeah. I'm taking. Because that's hilarious. Be. Um, I feel like I did kill it today. So I'll take it. I saw a Formula <laughs> One car. I went with Dana um, and we bought matching McLaren shirts. Um, that was cute. It was very cute. And also took some videos for um, a cover reveal that's coming up soon Ooh. 
so a forever cover reveal if you're just now listening for some reason i worked for forever i don't know why you would have made it this far without ever having listened to our podcast before no no clue but maybe you were there i mean 47 minutes in that's a commitment welcome (laughs) happy to have you we're so happy to have you Mm -hmm. oh god we haven't talked about books at all i mean the books that we've read we've talked about the books that were stolen from me well, to be fair, I mean, I read over 30 books in January, which it always happens. Oh. Like, January is always my, like, most reedy month. Oh. Um, for some reason, like, last year I read, like, a lot of books in January because I was, I don't know, hot off the presses. But Really feeling that new year. Yeah. New reading goal vibes. This year, I've just been reading a lot of, like, shorter, like, YA, like, thrillers and stuff. So they just go by faster. And then, like, I just want to, like, keep reading, like, in that series. Um, but I just, like, haven't. My TBR isn't TBRing. Like, I have what I have in, like, my PRH audio, like, app. Like, that serves me well. But then I listen to what I want to listen to, and then it's just uh, waiting for them to add to it. And then, like, I just don't know what historical romance is, like, of the backlist. Not, like, coming out. Because then I have a bunch of arcs, but I don't really – I want to crochet, so I don't really want to like read an arc that's like on an e I want to crochet. I want to crochet. It's been great. I've made a cardigan and I love it and a blanket, but I can't read and do that unless it's an audiobook. So then I'm like, what do I want to listen to? And then I just end up watching Bob's Burgers. And so somehow I managed to still read a lot of books without reading like a lot that were like in the genre that I would like preferably want to read like five stars like I've given a lot of four stars or like rounded up to four stars um but like only a few five and I guess I can talk about those but like it it's been a weird I don't know like I just need like someone to tell me like what backlist book that's not narrated by Rosalind Landor to read I did find like a copy of the old Lisa Kleypas um what one is it? It's the one with Sir Ross Cannon that's not near. It's by Susan Duerden rather than Rosalind Landor. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to that at some point while it's still available um, and soak that in. But like, I just need something mm. like Loretta Chase, Lord of Scoundrels, but not that because I don't want to reread. I mean, I could just reread. I did think I should just finish the other Loretta Chase series Maybe I started last now year. Now is the, the time. Fabric one. Ooh, what? For you to finally commit to the Uh-oh. tome that is the Windflower. I do have that on Audible. I bought that on sale like mm-hmm. a year ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, it's true. long. Yeah. You've got hours of crocheting. I do of have me. hours of crocheting. And it is simply so absurd. We could we could do an episode on it. It's, it's old school. It is old school. I don't remember. I remember very specific. You remember. Details. You will remember more by the end of that book than I will. Well, that's and true. you will have not read it in like two years. That's so true. Um, what I really remember about it is a squid in a bucket, <laughs> like her pet squid in a bucket. Um, Solid. That book is so silly. Yeah, see, I, like yeah. I need. So that's a good recommendation because, like, I want more like old school that are like the Joanna Lindsay that like the Gentle Rogue that we read that mm-hmm. aren't like bodice rippery, but they're just like fun mm-hmm. and like either like indigo or lord of scoundrels like something kind of like chaotic mm-hmm. um i do recommend lady pirate by Lindsay sands that one was like early 2000s and it has an audiobook um and i just read mesmerized by um what what is her name something candace camp mm. which i did not 
I didn't read the the summary. I don't think I just saw someone say that Candace Camp never lets them down. So I was like, okay. Um, and it was paranormal, and I didn't think it was going to be paranormal. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? There was like a haunted like house. They were having visions. Basically, like I couldn't like I don't think they were like reincarnated from these like Norman like old love story but like they could have been i don't quite know what was happening it was very good i gave it five stars it was very Teresa medieros um i was just so blown away and then the second book just didn't do it for me at all i mean he was basically a confederate like oh. he wasn't like he was from the south and then his reasoning was i fought for the north but i felt bad going into the south guns blazing taking their homes and i'm like hmm whose homes did you take before that to get to america like it was just written in 2003 or four, and I was like, yeah, okay. Um, why is he feeling bad for the South? I'm like, he wasn't even feeling bad for, like, like the impoverished in the South. He mm-hmm. was feeling bad that his grandfather's plantation was burned down. Sure, sure. And I was just like, hmm, things aren't connecting. Because, like, I, just, like, the story was fine, but the romance wasn't doing it, and he was also, like, so close to being a Confederate. <laughs> I just couldn't. Couldn't find it in myself to care by the end of it. Um, the third one that I'm currently reading, which it's going to take me a while just because I, like, I just need to listen to it. There's, like, a haunted mansion or something. Sure. Um, so, I don't, I, it's a random series, but now I just feel like I need to go on to something else since, like, the second one kind of, like, soured it a little bit. And then return to book three. Because, like, I've had, I have a lot of those books, like, physical. So, it's always a mission to kind of, like, knock out. Mm-hmm. some ones that i own um but yeah, yeah when i was picking books i was like yeah. favorites and like books that have good covers or step backs that i also haven't read mm-hmm. that like i think i could read yeah. were definitely my priority. it's hard and when i when i moved out there like i was still taking pictures on my bookshelf like that was like the only thing i was doing like on my bookstagram and like i needed the bookshelf that like I had in my room so my dad he put it in my bedroom so I was like how about you just do it in New York so we like bought everything and like these big ass planks of wood um because you could like you could do whatever you wanted to the apartment um but that I brought so many books because I had to fill this fucking bookshelf and it was long and it was horrible transporting them yeah and now I've like transitioned to just like not even taking photos because I don't have the energy during the day or like the time to like get the good lighting for photos. And then I realized I need to post and then like it's the night before I'd want to post and I don't have anything to put in it. It's a whole thing. And it was just limiting and whatever. Um, so now I'm free to, I'm not going to move anywhere anytime soon, but I'm free to <laughs> spread my wings <laughs> and get away from my bookshelf. So I would have to widow down, like winnow down and like really select the books to bring, which would be impossible. So. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was not fun. I had not figured out what I'm going to – I mean, I have a white bedspread. It's by a window. I do have a bookcase. Um, mm-hmm. But I have not posted – I think I posted one thing since I've been here that was, like, a picture I already had because mm-hmm. I just – I have yep. been busy and I have been tired and I have been working and, like, yep. I'm just I, – I'm hoping as I settle, it'll be like, okay, now back to fun things. It's like the, the, internet, the, but the commute is, I mean, because like how many days into the office? It's only two days. Only That's nice. Because like 
same like when I was there like we there were no specific days that you like had to go mm-hmm. in but when you're commuting and like I was literally only commuting like 20 minutes by like bus yeah. or whatever it's it's not crazy it could have been a lot worse but mm-hmm. to not live in Manhattan yeah I mean it's like 45 minutes yeah on and the it just takes up end. a space of your brain that you have to like think about you have to get up that much earlier you have to get there and then you're thinking about it and then when you go home you still have that much and you're not paid for it and then like I was spending like an hour the night before like packing my lunch like getting everything ready so that I could like didn't have to do all that in the morning and then just like eats up the time and we started we do like 10 to 6 Mm. so it was like getting home a lot especially late yeah so it was it was hard it's not super bad I mean like I said 40 minutes, I think, is kind of the minimum if you're not yeah. living in Manhattan. So, like, yeah, and that's not, not, not bad, yeah. That far. But it is, it has been a little, like, I today listened to an audiobook there and back mm-hmm. because I'm now at a point where, like, I kind of know what trains I'm taking. Like, I, I have it figured out. And again, we're only, I'm only in like Wednesdays and Thursdays. So it's mm-hmm. not like I'm doing it every day, but I have figured it out enough. But, like, for the first few times I went in, I would maybe have music in. I think the first day I, like, did not have headphones in at all. Yeah. Just because I was, like, I don't know how to – I mean, I, I I know how to use the subway. I have – like, your Maps app will tell you, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, I have used the my subway. My Apple before. Watch was my, my best friend. But, like, even though you know what trains to take and you have used the mm-hmm. subway before, like, just trying to get to a new plate and, like, switching trains and it was just – Yeah. Like, my brain could not focus on something else while I was doing that. So now I'm like, okay, I can listen to an audiobook while I do this or a podcast or something, but even so. And then, like, I'm just – I have been in a slump. I think yeah. out of the – if I'm counting the one that I'm currently reading because I'm going to finish it tonight, out of the 11 books that I have read this month, which is very low for me, um, yeah. five of them have been forever titles, like mm. books that either I'm working on or just, like, that we have mm-hmm. published because I'm trying to read the books that I'm working on and that we publish for obvious reasons um yeah but like yeah so basically like half have been books for work which is fine they're good mm-hmm. but it's still like like not counting those because I don't rate them I've had mm-hmm. I think one five-star read this month and it wasn't even a romance it was the one non-fiction formula <laughs> one book that I read that was my five and like other you know forever mm-hmm. books that probably could be counted as five stars, but yeah. I don't rate them. So yeah, excluding those, one and it was nonfiction. I do not know what's going on. It's hard because then when you get into that, like I think the best bet is to just reread. I'm not even like, in the mood to reread. Well, them. that's the thing. Like, like I'm not either. Like I think about it and then I'm just like, but Bob's Burgers calls to me in a song that I love to sing to. Yeah. So like I've been like I'm watching the I watched the new Percy Jackson show um mm-hmm. when those episodes would come out. I there are like some old like random movies and things that I would like see a clip of or an edit of on mm-hmm. TikTok and be like, oh, I want to watch ten or how to lose a guy in ten days. So yeah. I did. Because why not? But like yeah. I've just that's why I'm, like, in my YA thriller era because, like, I just wanted to watch Knives Out and, like, those kind of movies. So I'm, like, mm-hmm. reading, like, every mystery. Yeah, I don't know. Something about – I mean, I feel much more settled. I've been here for, I think, three weeks now mm-hmm. um, or something like that. So, like, I feel much more settled. But, like, even so, there's still that, like, mental exhaustion, I think, yeah. of, like, there's still just so much new stimulus and things to think about that I have never had to think about before, where, like, 
if I want to go grocery shopping, I cannot drive to H-E-B, which like I knew ahead of time, but I didn't think about just like how tiring it would be when I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. It's a lot. Figure out X, Y, Z. Yeah. Like I realized that I love my car and that I I love being able to get into my car and drive myself to Target. Because, like, I would just walk to Target when I was there. It was, like, a 20-minute walk, which was fine. But then you have to walk back with everything. So I got most of my groceries delivered most of the time. But then that's expensive. And then I was paying so much for my apartment because I had three weeks to find it. And it's the only thing I could, like, do in that time frame. Um, And, like, I could afford it barely if I wanted to eat. Um, That's why, like, I didn't stay there because it was going up. And I was like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, But having to, like, think about – how to go get groceries and then being so tired when you get there and hot and sweaty and then like having to get back or like take a lift or an uber like it's just a lot of moving parts and yeah well in particular because i understand like you know new yorkers people in cities like this don't do like i would do once every either a week or like once every two weeks just Mm -hmm. like do one big grocery shopping trip and like i had a car so it didn't matter yeah that is not feasible when you're – I mean, I have, like, a rolling cart, but even so, you've got to get it, like, up and downstairs and on the mm-hmm. subway if, like, unless you're going to um, within your neighborhood. But, like, if I want to go to Trader Joe's or Target, those are a subway right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a whole other added layer. Um, no. And like, so I get, like, oh, you know, you go, like, get one thing one day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you've got your different – like, there's one – store that does like fruits and vegetables near me where like okay I'll go get my produce there and then I'll do this at this market down the street and whatever like it's not that's even like a lot of different well right it's cheaper and and easier when you know like the different specialty stores to go to which is Mm -hmm. another thing I'm still trying to figure out um but also having just moved in I'm like getting basic where like I did a big Trader Joe's run because I was like I don't have milk I don't have eggs I don't have any kind of spices. I don't have olive oil or sauces or mm-hmm. coffee or like I, I did not have anything. Yeah. So I had to go get like, and I still don't have all the things that I need, but just like basics. And that's already so much as opposed to like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm out of these three things. I can just yeah, feeling like stocking up to where you have like a full like range of condiments and spices mm-hmm. and stuff. It's so much money. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we have a teeny tiny kitchen and there's yeah, four that of us. Too. So like we do share some, yeah. not really like food, but uh, there's like a lot of spices and things. Mm-hmm. Um, And like I didn't bring, I brought like six mugs or something and then like my French press and my little espresso. Mm-hmm. Not like a machine, but you know, the yeah. little, whatchamacallit, like steamer thingy. I don't yeah, know. frother. No. <laughs> well, oh. I do also have a frother, like a little handheld one. Um, But just like, I cannot remember what they're called. It's like a teeny tiny little um, kettle looking thing. And you put the like coffee grounds. Pour over thing? No. It makes espresso. Percolator. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, someone listening I have an espresso. what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I got it. Well, actually, I got one in Italy and then I lost it. So I got another one. Um so, like, I brought those things with me, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't I, – I bought, like, a pan, but, like, we have pots and pans and things. We also don't currently have a working stove or oven, so that's a separate issue. Wow. Um, but it's just, like, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I, like, mentally have not been in a good reading space. Well, and you're having to read for work, which I think and is, I'm like, a whole separate thing. It is a whole separate thing. 
thankfully yeah. we publish good books <laughs> that is good um yeah because like, i learned in college oh my god y'all one that of it's hard mentions is not even a romance but it has romance elements guys mm-hmm. i i this is a book that we publish but i promise you i'm not being paid um the disappearance of astrid Bricard by natasha lester i cried so much so like the whole last 20 percent mm-hmm. i was just and like part of it was sad crying mm-hmm. part of it was also happy crying yeah and part of it was just like i really want to give my mom a hug like it's one of the it's like historical fiction about like three generations of women so you're going back and forth between like mitzabricard in the 40s um in europe so like during mm-hmm. world war ii and then her daughter she's they're all like muses of fashion design. You come to find out they're actually all fashion designers, but because they're women, mm. everybody only talks about the fact that like Mitzvah Bricard was Christian Dior's muse, but it turns out she oh. was actually a designer. Um, but then her daughter Astrid Bricard is like, oh, the daughter of the super famous muse, but she goes to fashion school and is like a designer in her own right, but falls in love with this guy who becomes the famous designer and she's his muse. Um, and then Blythe Bricard is her daughter, who, like, has not lived up to the potential, basically, that everybody expects her to have. Blythe Bricard has a problem. Blythe Bricard participant. Um, (laughs) participant Blythe. Um, but in the set, so it's going back and forth between the 70s in Europe and then, no, sorry, the 40s in Europe, the 70s in New York, and then Blythe is in Paris visiting, like, her ex-husband's dying mother with her kids for reasons, um, but in the 70s, so it starts with Astrid going missing mm. in the 70s. And so the whole thing is kind of, like, pulling together all the... And, like, Blythe pieces. doesn't know what happened to her mother. And so, like, figuring all the different pieces out. But then also, there is... This is not really a spoiler, but if you're a romance reader, two of the... Mitza kind of does her own thing, and you know that. But the other two stories do get HEAs. Or, like, oh, good. HFNs, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're happy at the end. And I, it was, like, so, I was, like, really rooting for the romance, but also the mystery kicks off right away where I was, like, there's a bloody dress on the floor at the Battle of, See, like, mysteries fashion like, battle of Versailles. Like, they get me out of the slumps or put me into a different kind of slump. I was so, yeah. and I'm not even a huge, like, I've read some good historical fiction, don't get me wrong, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, the fashion... It was so, oh my god. And then I was crying. And then I was like, you know that scene in Little Women where Joe March is like, women! They have <laughs> yeah. hearts and they have minds, yeah. whatever. Like, that whole speech. Yeah. That was the energy. <laughs> like, oh my god. It was so, I was sad, but I was also happy. And then there are also, like, these whole, like, all the themes of, like, motherhood and, mm-hmm. like, undiagnosed postpartum depression Mm-hmm. It it was so oh oh my god, that's my forever on like I've read a lot of good forever books, but I could not stop thinking about that one. Yeah, my favorite um historical romance that I've read this month was Hather and the Prince by J.J. McAvoy. Mm. Like that one just felt like back to basics, <laughs> like enemies to lovers, like miss like a wrong or like a bad first impression. So then, because like he's like insulting her basically, and then she overhears it, um, and he doesn't know she's there, and. 
slay. Turns out he's the prince that she's kind of been wanting to marry because Aphrodite obviously married the duke. And sure. Hather's always been compared to Aphrodite. And so she's kind of got a chip on her shoulder. And she's like been joking that like you can't do better than a duke. And then this prince comes to town. <laughs> she said, and then everyone is like, Hather like, is going to go after this prince because he's a prince. And then she realizes that he's the guy who insulted her. She's like, fuck this dude. Like, I'm not like, I'm so angry that he's the sure. prince because this has ruined all my plans. Um, it was just like the tropes. Like there were just so many like that stem from enemies to lovers. And it, it was so good. It was perfect. I, I just, I had such a good time because um, I liked Aphrodite and the Duke. I really liked it. Um, the third act went crazy. We all know this. <laughs> but, yeah. And you saw it coming. Yeah. So I was just kind of like scared for this one because I didn't I didn't really like the second book. Um, same thing like the because mm-hmm. that was the the Duke's younger sister. And then you had like his mm-hmm. crazy family still trying to torment her and all that. And it was the doctor, which he they were in this one. And I liked them fine in this book. Um, the doctor is still hot. Love him for that. Um, but, like, the third act in this one, it worked. Like, it was chaotic. But, like, they they weren't – they didn't – they didn't weren't, like, separated, like, because they want, like, I don't know, like, pride or anything like that. Like, it was good. And um, it just really felt like – because they were very young. Like, he was, like, 24 and she was, like, 20. Um, so it felt almost, like, new adultish. Like, it just felt different. And it's in first person – um so like her writing just already feels different just because mm-hmm. of the tense in historical um but i was super happy that i was reading it <laughs> and i was super sad when i wasn't reading it because i was like it's over i need more that's so real so that one i recommend um i don't know when it's out i think like march or something maybe february but it was amazing it was oh i think about it a lot <laughs> And then I read Ready or Not by Cara Bastone, um, which it just like came up on the PRH audio app. And I was like, why the heck not? Um, Because she like gets pregnant before the book starts through like a one night stand. And then it's like a friend's lover. So it's not the baby daddy. Like Mm. he's his own separate dude and he's got his issues. Um, She like finds him at the beginning. Yeah. We all have participant separate dude. (laughs) Yeah. He participated in the baby in the making of it, but he had problems. (laughs) And so, like, you start the book off, and she's got this, like, her best friend's brother um, is, like, a cute puppy dog. And I didn't think anything of him. I was like, oh, he's cute, whatever. And I swear the narrator was in on it, too. Because, like, the way she narrated him at the beginning to the way, like, he sounded at the end was so different. And I just didn't clock it. Because, like, I did not, like, I did not see myself caring for him as much as I did by the end of that book. Because, like, it it was such a slow burn just because it was – I've seen multiple people say it's like women's fiction, which I think the romance did enough for me to be considered a romance. I was rooting hard for it. Other people didn't, or they just thought it was like women's fiction with like a heavy emphasis on romance or whatever, or they didn't even like the romance, which wrong, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) It was on a day when everyone was like roasting that book on Twitter after I finished it. And I was like, I hurt. Um, And I just stayed out of it because I was like, you know what? I like pregnancy. (laughs) I like it. I and mean, it was advertised. It wasn't surprised. Before the book started. Yeah. Like it wasn't. Everyone was saying. Surprise pregnancy. Everyone guys. was saying surprise. Pre- I'm like, it's not. Like you knew. Why did you read it? <laughs> so. Guys, a surprise pregnancy yeah. is only a surprise pregnancy if it's not advertised anywhere in like yeah. the, the synopsis blurt. What I, like. Yeah. 
And and it has to happen late in the book. Yeah. And so, like, it definitely, like, is very pro-pregnancy. Like, it does – like, abortion was an option. Like, she just didn't want one. But, like, it was never villainized, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it definitely, like, is a love letter to, like, motherhood and all that, which was just interesting. Like, I enjoyed being in her head, like, the, the main character. Um, I love a romance about a mother. Me freaking too. Me too. So I didn't have any issues with that. Um, and then when the romance kind of like took me away, I was like, oh my God. And it was it like, me away. yeah, yeah, it hit different. Um, <laughs> nice. Like it, I just did not expect, because it was like four stars. And then by the end, I was like, fuck it, five stars. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was so good. And again, like we've, we've known that I like pregnancy in books, but it just really, it worked because then like the hero, just like the way he like interacted with her, it was cute. And like the baby daddy, like it wasn't a love triangle even though I thought it was going to be, but mm. again, he had his own issues and he was kind of there and kind of not and doing his own thing and whatever. Um, yeah, like it was, it was, so, and I do like pregnancy more in historical, just, yeah. I don't read a lot in contemporary. So like I get there are always, always like more scary things in contemporary, but this one, it really worked. So yeah. Speaking of narrator, I'm bringing a forever book again because half the book's I read this month were forever books. And once again, I'm not getting paid for this. Um, This is my podcast. I say what I want. But I'm reading uh, Red String Theory right now Mm -hmm. by Lauren Kung Jessen, which is like a really – I love Lauren's writing. Lunar Love was her debut. Mm -hmm. Made that book up. They're both like – I know it's low spot. I think it's closed door or like – Lunar Love was like closed door. They barely even talked about it. Well, that's why like, I don't know if it counts as closed door if, like, the couple has not had sex. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, they yeah. did, but we don't get to read about it. Yeah, and, like, that is true. They just have not been intimate. So it's that mm. level of, like, low I, to no spice. Yeah, because I think they, like, had sex in Lunar Love, but, like, you, oh. there was just nothing. Like, you never. Right. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the same. I know it's low spice. We'll just yeah. say that. Closed door, possibly. But, like, there's just, like, not really any. Mm-hmm. They're both, like, very ro- – this one's more, like, serendipity, like, very rom-com-y. Um, the, the premise is that they have, like, six hours – like, one kind of magical night in NYC where, like, she's an anonymous artist and they, like, ran into each other and then they kind of ran back into each other a couple mm-hmm. of times and then, like, spent the night – not, like, in a sex way, is, but, yeah, like, so they were is, out like, doing things. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, that whole night, they went, got, like, midnight dumplings, whatever, um, don't really know anything about each other, and he had given her his phone number, but his phone was dead, so she texted him, but his phone was dead, but then after he left, they discover that he, or, like, she mixed up the phone, something went wrong with the phone number, so mm-hmm. they don't have any way to contact each other, they don't know anything about each other, at least not, like, that they could Google. Yeah. Um, and then, months later... She's an anonymous artist, um, and he had seen her, like, sculpture work while he was there in New York, but didn't realize she was the artist. Um, But Mm -hmm. he works at NASA, and they're doing this artist-in-residence program, and he puts forward this anonymous artist that he saw the work Mm -hmm. and really liked. Um, And so she gets there, and obviously neither of them realized who they were, so now they're, like, co-workers kind of protect, but, like, they don't really know each other because they just spent six hours together but they also yeah kissed like they do kind of know each other but they're kind of pretending like they didn't but they're also spending a lot of time together and like he doesn't believe in fate 
which she mm-hmm. does. She's a big believer in the whole like red string theory. theory. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, and so they're like testing fate together, but also working on this like artist in residence program thing that he's the liaison on. And it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a good time. Um, yeah. Very rom-com. Very, like, it's just, like, them going and doing fun rom-com things and, like, having good banter and good, like, deep conversations. And, like, inter- she's, like, an, like, a sculpture artist. She works with Red String. And mm-hmm. he works at NASA, which is, like, fun and interesting. I don't – it's – anyway, the reason I bring this up, besides the fact that I'm just really enjoying it, is that the audiobook – I feel like I must have read an audiobook that has done this before, but I can't think of one. Um, mm-hmm. It's dual narration, but – so if, for example, Rooney, uh, the heroine, like, the female narrator is narrating this chapter because it's from her, like, per- yeah, well, he or whatever. Inter- he inter- does inter- his dialogue. They did that, the Canadian boyfriend one is like that, yeah, too. Yeah, which seen. I had talked to Estelle, she mentioned that, because I was telling her, like, I don't yeah. think I've had an audiobook that did that, so I don't know if it's, like, a Hachette audio thing they're trying or what. I mean, I've seen it before. I'm not, like, a huge fan of it. I do like it when... I didn't when... think I was when I started, mm-hmm. just because it was so jarring, but it took me, like, a chapter to adjust, and now I actually really like it, because I don't have to deal with, like, if one narrator doesn't do yeah. a good voice for the other character, like, mm-hmm. and also it just feels, like, I would rather have one narrator who does me the too. whole thing. Yeah. I'm not a dual, yeah. this, because I, I actually really like having them do the dialogue because it feels kind of like mm-hmm. cinematic, like those just are their voices. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I've had it happen in a few when they're reading the texts because like mm-hmm. already like texts feel different in a book, like there's punctuation, there's all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that normally doesn't happen. Um, in audio. It was really nice. Like I liked that. Because, like, and I think they even added, I don't know what one it was. It, oh, Misotou and Mishigas, I think. They, like, added the text sounds, too. Like, the little, there like, send sound. And I was like, what do you mean? There was another audiobook that I was talking to somebody mm-hmm. about. That I thought it was, like, my same. phone. I was like, what? The same, that was a good did, like, I, I like when they do little. Mm-hmm. There was also um, not a romance even a little bit, but fantasy. Um, the Princess of Thornwood Drive also forever. I listened to the audiobook of that one. And that one was kind of interesting because they would do – it was, like, half in the real world, half in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And they would do sound effect, like, voice effects sometimes on, like – at least I think, unless I'm mixing this up with another book, but I think it was this one, where it would kind of have, like, that layered echoey effect over, like, yeah. an evil character where it's, like, sort mm-hmm. of echo – and I actually really liked that, too, where it was just – it wasn't a lot. It wasn't, like, every single character they did something weird. Yeah. It wasn't constant sound effects, but it was just, like, this one – like ominous like mm-hmm. layered character voice that i was like yeah Ooh. they do that in the especially i mean and maybe a few other like mystery whatever ones but in the good girl's guide to murder series oh, well, that's like a whole production yeah they- which is super cool um and i really like like when they have like an audio recording like they have like the sound mm-hmm. like of the click but then also like it sounds like it's a recording and like the way that they like layer it and do those things it's a really good a good production. The Same thing with Coastco Jackson's oh, um, Audible original one. Like, that's a, another podcast. Oh, the true crime one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. Yep. The Audible originals tend to do stuff like that a lot. Mm-hmm. The, um, exactly, yeah. I think it's called The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. Is like a – it's like high fantasy – not high fantasy. It's technically urban fantasy, but like – listen, I don't know. The cities 
of the world have their own avatars, sort of. Mm-hmm. So New York has, like, one main one, but also one for each borough. But, like, there's an evil thing. Try. I don't know. I could not really tell you anything about the plot about that book. Um, I do think it's hilarious that, spoiler alert, I think it's, I want to say Staten Island ends up being evil and they replace it with Jersey City gets its own avatar because it's more New York than <laughs> um so anyway uh but that one was a full cast and also like they would have music playing in the action sequences mm-hmm. and like voice effects and that was just like a sick audiobook yeah i love it it makes more sense in fantasy than it does in mm-hmm. romance for obvious reasons but i love a full production audiobook i eat it up yeah, I think it's, like, hit or miss for me. I don't read it a ton, so, like, I don't have many circumstances to encounter it. Um, but when I do and it's unexpected and, like, it works, I'm like, ooh. ooh. It's got to be something with, like, like it can't just be, like, a regular romance. Yeah. It's got to be, like, yeah. a fantasy or, like, good girls got, like, a murder mm-hmm. investigation or, like, it's a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. something like that makes sense to me. Yeah, I want more. Like, I just need – like 10 million more YA thrillers and then I'll be happy because they just it's like why is it my comfort genre I don't know (laughs) I don't know but it just does it because even if they're bad like it's probably only bad at like the last bit (laughs) so (laughs) at least I've probably gotten to most of it and enjoyed it one had kids doing like meth oh and I was like and they were these rich kids I'm like are rich kids doing meth nowadays yes I was so confused because they were talking about drugs and I was like, oh, it's weed. And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, it's cocaine. No, it's meth. And I was like, huh? And they were on a cruise ship. So like, I'm like these rich kids on a yacht. Was it cruise? (laughs) No. T. That's devastating. Mark Sebastian. (laughs) Um, they were but I was meth. just very confused. I was just like, why is meth? Why is meth entered the chat? Like, it was just so, I was like, are the kids doing meth? Like, are the kid like, is this, like, have I been that far removed? <laughs> I don't think so. But also, I didn't even know what the kids were doing when I was one. Me neither. So, so I mean, like, I, I always listen to these, like, YA books. And I'm like, huh, I was so, like, either sheltered or just ignorant or whatever. Um, and blissful about it. Um. Because, like, I don't really judge YA books on, like, obviously, like, relatability or, like, decisions that kids make because that's different than me as an adult, right. even if I feel like a kid. Um, but the meth got me. The meth got I me. I just – I was just, like, I – I I don't know. How did they – why are they – who is doing the meth? So, who is it? Yeah. Who's doing and the I, meth? It just – I don't even know how to do meth. We represent the two crows inside you, but neither of the crows know how to do No. But what I did learn a lot about in health class growing up, huffing. Hmm. I was just reminiscing the other day. They were so scared of us huffing paint. That was not my experience. They were terrified of kids huffing paint. Because we did drug abuse resistance education. Mm. Um, And our big one was always cigarettes. Oh, we had cigarettes too. Like there was an Oprah episode with like one like cigarette long and one not. I was like, oh my God. To this day, I mean, I don't do mm-hmm. like I don't do any kind of yeah. like drugs or anything like that. I have never wanted to. Um, but to this day, when I see people and like around here, a lot of folks yeah. smoke cigarettes. Yeah, like I don't care if you're smoking weed. I won't, but like live your mm-hmm. life. You do whatever. But if I see you smoking a cigarette, I will judge you 
so I'm like that's, that's me with vape. gross also vaping yeah. but that my annoyance is more because people with vapes are rude like, yeah that vape too. in the privacy of your own home but I will be walking behind people who are walking down the street and they will like be yeah. vaping and then I'm walking through a cloud of it and I'm like at least usually people aren't smoking a cigarette while walking usually yeah. and sometimes they do do that and it pisses me off even more than just seeing somebody smoking but usually they mm-hmm. will go stand somewhere so at least then I can hold my breath because your gross smoke is contaminating my lungs I'm sorry when like it's never been cool but like it definitely hasn't been cool recently it made like a resurgence in college I don't understand. Like, people Did just started smoking again. And I was like, what? That it's like terrible and also just yeah. gross. It's gross. You smell like that all the Guys, this yeah. is my don't smoke cigarettes memo. Please don't. Yep. I, it's like, I like actively hate the smell and also will judge you. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was just not prepared. For that book. Mm, for the math, yes. For the math, yeah. Because I'm like, cool, because like math. literally, I think it was a Bob's Burgers episode where something, someone, Gene or something, said something about like huffing paint. <laughs> and I was like, they really were so scared. I never of got us, that. Like, it was like a whole video, like it was a production about like kids like huffing all these like nitrous oxide and stuff. The only thing I and, like, ever heard about cans. was like, we weren't allowed to buy Sharpies under 18, like at <laughs> Walmart or something. I guess yeah. I mean, you would sniff them quite. Like, yeah. Like, was anyone actually doing that? Well, that's what like they were terrified of it. Like, I don't know. I think it was like a cool trend in the nineties. It must have been because they were like old videos. Um, Classic. And so apparently now they have to, meth. Meth is in, and I it just didn't get that memo. So I felt very it's like the Gossip Girl version of high school, where you're like, was that was this what high school was like for anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any other, like, standout books. Um, I read the Alexis Hall one, 10 Things That Never Happened, where he fakes amnesia. Ooh. That was really fun, because that's just a funny, always funny, from Alexis Hall. And I read Emily Howard's Any Duke in a Storm, oh, which you know. Slay. <laughs> that was a slay. Okay. That's... It was it's just so unhinged. That's the perfect, like, it's not white a pirate romance in yeah. the sense that it's not like your traditional like a pirate kidnaps somebody mm-hmm. and does xyz and they're neither of them is like technically a pirate mm-hmm. but they're both basically pirates and they're yeah like, they could get into a tussle with a real pirate and win if well, and they're to. they're carrying out pirate-esque activities mm-hmm. and they're on yeah. a ship and there's a small child saying very pirate things and yes, she's she out here like castrating people, and then they're like having sex. She literally castrated him on, turns on page. Him on so much. I was so happy when she just cut that man's balls off. Not the hero, to be clear. No, somebody no. else, a bad guy. But no. he was just pierced, which was also great. Yeah. Um, I read Sinner's Isle in December, and I don't think we talked about it whenever we stopped recording. That one was also really good. Like it'll make you so angry. Just like <laughs> at, like. Sure. People are so mean to women. <laughs> because like you reading Astrid break. Yeah. Like I was so angry, but then like I knew, like I was really punching the air. Like when she was like, I was like like I was decorating my Christmas tree. I was like walking around it, just like talking to myself, like, yes, girl, like oh fuck God. him up. Like I was so happy when she finally did. 
Um, Because she's like a sorceress kind of and they like harness her powers and use it for evil. And then he's like a pirate who washes up on shore and they're like basically faded or whatever. Very good. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, The... My favorite of the YA thrillers that I read was Wander in the Dark by Jumada Emil. I read The Black Queen last year, but this one was definitely better. Um, like, it was it was just really well done. And, I mean, it gets really dark. Like, there are a lot of content warnings. I'll have to see if, like, the author has some because I don't even know where to start, mm. like, some of the stuff that's in it. Um, and just, like, what the white kids at that school do, which is horrible. Mm. Um, but it was very interesting and I was like hooked and I had no clue what was happening. Well, I like on the mystery and like I had no clue who killed killed the girl because mm. I was like, I don't know either. Like she seemed <laughs> beloved. <laughs> so mystery. Um, and like I can't say anything about like anything else because spoilers and also mm. it would ruin the whole thing. Um, but the audiobook was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I read a fair amount. But that one definitely stuck out. That thing is the only one I gave five stars out of like all the YA ones. I normally like rate them four stars. Um, but yeah, I don't. I guess I did read that Improbable Me Cute anthology. Um, and the Ashley Poston one was my favorite with any luck. It's like the hangover kind of. Like she's the groom, she's the best man, and he's the maid of honor, like for their respective friends. They had like a hookup like a year ago and then she doesn't like him. Obviously she thinks he's hot, but she doesn't like him. Hmm. So then they come back and then she hosts the bachelor party. She wakes up next morning having lost the groom and then she has to like find him. That's what it does. Yeah, with the hero. Um, people were so confused by it in the in the reviews. I'm like, how were you confused? I'm like, it was a full, like there was a start and there was a finish and things happened and it was like very easy to follow. Like what is happening? It's like the lowest rated one. And I take it personally, like I'm out here in the streets, like <laughs> canvassing for this book. Like, I don't understand why. Like I am just like, Ashley, what did you ever do to people? So there's that. And then Jasmine Guillory's was my second favorite. Um, I have a Jasmine you can, you can buy them. Of hers. See, I read like one or two of her books and I didn't really like them, but as a novella, yeah. it worked very well. Because um, I wasn't a huge fan of like half of them, and then Sally Thorne's was good. Um, it was definitely very quirky. Like, I'm like, if you understand that one, how do you not vibe with Ashes? But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't know. I just have taken it really personally, and we'll probably talk about it for the rest of my life. But it's okay. I think my only other, like, standout ones, um, no, no, uh, Pride and Protest, Nikki Payne. Oh, um, I have yeah. issues with it. It is, I will say, and the thing with adaptations is some people are going to want it to be really, really faithful, and some people mm-hmm. get frustrated when it's faithful, and then they go on rants about yeah. how they didn't do anything interested if they just retold, interesting yeah. if they just retold it. I just for my own vibes, generally prefer a really faithful adaptation. Um, it it depends. I think Nisha Sharma, especially. I have that her, one from um, the library. Tastes like Shukar. Like, I think that one does something really interesting specifically because she puts so much thought into like, what do these Shakespearean characters and their experience have in common with like the first gen, like mm-hmm. South Asian experience? 
And so it's it's not a one-for-one one translation, but, like, there's enough one-for-one one translation, but then also mm-hmm. enough interrogation of, like, themes yeah. that it works. Um, this one, I think, is the most faithful adaptation of Pride and Prejudice I've read. Like, it really is one-for-one. Yeah. One. I loved The Mother. Slay. Um, it was good. Like, I have issues. Like, I think I only would have given it about four stars. There were just, like, certain things that I didn't like or especially like with their relationship dynamic that I didn't love Mm -hmm. but but I like Nikki Payne's stuff like it was a a plot thing or like character things I didn't like but like I I will be reading the next one you know and like I have been refreshing my PRH audio app daily for that book because it comes out in February I'm like where is it I think it's February and I'm just like I've been waiting because I'm not in my ebook era. I'm intrigued, I just especially because like Sense and Sensibility is one of my least favorite Austins. It's mm-hmm. never been a top Austin for me. I don't love it. I'm very intrigued to see what Nikki Payne does with it. Um, mm-hmm. because, I'm very like, excited. I have issues with this one specifically, but not for like style or writing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Don't Want You Like a Best Friend. Oh. That's another one that like I have issues with the plot I think it just was like uh, a little too like it felt like the third act or rather like the conflict was the whole like yeah <laughs> a second half of the book where I was like I needed a little bit more time to just be happy before mm. the conflict and also I got to a point where I was very frustrated with like there was an obvious solution this entire time and the people involved just wouldn't Make the decision for no, like, really good. I mean, I I get it, but also I was like, guys, I feel like one conversation would have kind of, like, wrapped that up. Where, like, I just found myself getting frustrated where I was like, how are we still in the conflict? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really really enjoyed that one. Except for the- I thought it was fun. Person present. Um, That didn't bother me at all. Um, I did the audiobook, and it's two- it's dual narration, but- it's like Mary Jane Wells mm. and um Oh, she narrates. Oh Morag Sims. Yeah. I like do them both. I wonder Yeah, it was great narration. Because um, I couldn't I couldn't do Cat Sebastian's We Could Be So Good in audio. I had to read it physically to get it over the third you, person but present. I did that one in audio too, so this so, is not a me issue. I know. I wish it was wasn't a me issue. It was fun either. and it's I liked the characters and I liked the vibes. I just I wish the conflict had been a little bit shorter. I think I also am picky about like queer historical romance the conflict is all not always it's very frequently yeah. the whole like we can't be together because it's the regency or the victoria whatever era and which is why i love the kj charles series right i really so like good. when they which like not to say that's not an important discussion yeah because i think it was an important discussion but when it's so much of the plot i'm like i i do tend to prefer the ones where it's just like i mean forbidden you know, romance is never my yeah bread and butter yeah. It's just hard because I understand mm-hmm. that's that's an important conversation yeah. to have and that would have been a huge like um the Jess Everly book one where mm-hmm. it's like they could get like arrested, like yeah. killed, like hanged. Like it was mm-hmm. serious for men especially, like that's yep. not a thing that you can take super lightly, but I do I do like when the authors are able to kind of like um we could be so good, I feel like was a, a good yes. example of oh like, my god. Not that it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the main conflict in their relationship, yeah. and I tend to. And you saw the that. full like 
they were friends. Like, it took yeah. you so well, long throughout their relationship. Ugh. For all the reasons. Um, so, yeah. yeah, this one, I would have liked a little bit more time with just them and a little bit less time. Because it was, like, multiple layers of, like, yeah. we can't be together, but maybe we can, but no, we can't. Where mm-hmm. I was like, there's an obvious solution if you would just take it. I'm also really intrigued by the setup for the second I'm one, so. So I, re- I've, I have it requested on Neck Alley whenever yeah. that goes through. I'm excited for that one. I read Technically Yours in December. I liked that one. Um, yeah, I had an issue with the we heroine. We had which... an issue with the heroine. Girl, <laughs> you're telling he... me this rich, hot, deeply devoted man wants to just give you everything thousands of dollars or mil- orgasms like thirty thousand dollars thirty for not for you but yeah. for your like a cause you support right with your entire life yeah sure yeah like it and i, I there's I, simply i get it, no world in which i would. no world yeah because i didn't think like she fumbled another bill like she fumbled a billionaire and not to say she fumbled him in the sense that like she wasn't the catch because she was the catch and he wasn't great, but he was also a billionaire. And I would have been a little <laughs> bit sad to have like had a billionaire and then she wasn't even phased by it. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because I would I wouldn't be seen for a year. Um and then I just so like, this is actually the perfect man. Yeah, that's the thing. So I was just like, one, jealous. Two, where can I get one? Three, why don't you want the one that you have and he wants you? And, like, I just feel that it was almost three stars. But he – the even, like, him, like – because he always went back to her. Like, mm-hmm. she never, like, went – like, he was always – even when she was, like – she should have been the one to have to go back. Like, she was, like, putting him through, like, all these different, like, loops and stuff. Like, she would say she didn't want him but then get mad when he didn't call. Like, all that. So, I was, like, girl – I like you as a character. Like, I like being in your head, but also mm-hmm. when relating to him, why? But then the way that he always went back, I was like, one, that's kind of like, he shouldn't be doing that, but two, it makes him even hotter. True. Because, like, he's just so we love a man desperate. On his knees. Yeah. We love a desperate. And so I was like, I can't that's even be mad at, like, at that because, like, because it only I makes just, him hotter. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. And so I brought it up. I was like, okay, it has to be like three and a half, round it up to four because he was just so hot. I mean, I love I just simply would have. That was my one where yes. I was like, I could understand to a certain extent. Yeah. But it got very frustrating with the back mm-hmm. and forth where you're like, Pearl, girl, I get it. You're yeah. traumatized. But like, this is a step too far. <laughs> it it just – it's the thing that I run into with – I mean, any like romance basically when there's a rich person. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, she wasn't even – she was like just working hard too. Just then their money, babes. Yeah. Like, I just simply would always. So, just there's it. that. Just <laughs> I was like, it. he's donating $30,000. Yes, it's tax deductible. But $30,000 to a cause that you support. Let's just appreciate that. Yeah. It was – but it was still like, again, the writing was good. The audiobook was really mm-hmm. good. The narrators were good. It just hurt me a little bit yeah. that that she didn't want his money like I did. <laughs> And then I read Dungeons and Drama, which was like a classic YA one. Fake dating. Loved it. Um, I don't know if I talked about the Sabrina Jeffries one, the Christmas one that I read. I, again, don't know where we left off. But that one was really good. It was like an old historical Twas the Night After Christmas. Mm. And like, I honestly can't tell you much about it. He was like at like his estate with his mother. And then the mother like 
brings the heroine, or maybe he does, and it's just I don't know if the heroine has to like convince them. I don't know. It was so good. And I, again, I, I'm not remembering it, but it was perfect for I everything I read on like, Christmas Eve. Things I read after we had already recorded. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a ton. Oh, I, it's another forever book. I read a lot of forever books. <laughs> but The Second Chance Year by Melissa Wisner, mm. that ate. That, I was like not expecting. I like, I, I don't, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but it was like a perfect, like last read of the year. It starts and end, or I don't know if it ends. It starts on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. um, where like she's had a horrible, horrible year, and she's living with like her brother's best friend, basically because she's broke up with this other guy and doesn't yeah. have a place to live, and she's been living there, and she's jobless, and it's a whole thing. And they like have a moment, but like they grew up together, so mm-hmm. this has never been a thing before. But like now they're having a moment. Um, on New Year's Eve, and then she goes to a party, and she meets a fortune teller and wishes to do her year, or, like, to start the year over. Oh. So the book is her reliving her entire year. I do like a weird time travel moment. It was so, like, it was, like, a really good, specifically New Year's, or, like, yeah. last read of the year, first read of the New Year type read, because the whole premise of this book is that she gets to do it over and do the things she wishes that she had done and obviously as we all know that never goes the way that you expect Mm -hmm. but just seeing like the way that she tries to be a different person and the ways that that actually is not good but like she's still able to end up where she needed to be by the end of it and then also you have this like very sweet brother's best friend who's actually definitely been pining for her since they were kids and yeah. she just never noticed and like, like he made her a mixtape and he's a musician and she's a pastry chef so I was hungry the whole time mm. but like it was just so like wholesome and like I don't there was not like you know what the message is going in yeah but it's because the, you nice. expect like that's why I read it right like, you know but it's so it's yeah. just like a nice thing to experience and mm-hmm. like have that like what would happen what would happen if she made all these different choices and obviously you know but mm-hmm. like it was just so fun and sweet I really Gosh. really liked that book now I'm like when do I read that new year or randomly throughout the year I mean, it Who doesn't knows? have to be. It's just because yeah. it literally, it's the entire year. Yeah, that is um, true. It's just that she like makes the wish on New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like she ends up like she's back with the guy. She's back at the job that she got fired from. It was. Uh, mm. it was and then so another fun. New Year's one is a risk, a risk worth taking by Jessica Joyce, which is like a novella takes place around like Christmas, New Year's. And that one was really good. She packs a lot into not a lot of pages. Mm. Um and like i knew it was going to be good because i really enjoyed her debut but it was really it was really good um i think she just like meets him at the bar i think she's bartending and he's like at a work function and then they like spend the weekend together um Mm -hmm. over the holidays and then kind of like have to go their separate ways and then come back to each other which was really good and we both read a halifax holiday right did you read that no Oh my god, I'm a liar. No, I never did. Okay, well, um, because okay, it wasn't well, on Goodreads. <laughs> I didn't want to. I was it. so angry about that. I literally is it on, on there Twitter? Yet? No, I looked yesterday because and then I they forgot put her, about it. I'm so yeah. Sorry. So I went on Twitter. and I was like, "Hey, are there any Goodreads librarians who could put this on Goodreads?" I just counted um, Margot Halifax twice <laughs> because I wanted Fair it enough. in my Goodreads total, but she was like, "No, because it's not like 
first sale. And I'm like, but why are all her other ones yeah, there before they were not, like republished? People also and so put, then, like fan fiction and stuff. I know. So I was like, so you're just a rule follower, which I respect, but also unfortunate. Yeah. And then the, and then literally she releases her newsletter one on Monday. Like she just released mm-hmm. it, and her new one. And that one was already on Goodreads. And I'm like, well I don't know. This is a this is a call out. If anyone knows of anyone who could put a Halifax holiday on Goodreads, please do it. Yeah. I'll probably save it for next year, honestly, as like yeah. a fun little treat. Um, because I need it to read the so other good. novella. But I just, currently I'm in my mission to read all the Formula One romances, so mm. it's not going well. Um they just put all the Lauren Asher ones for sale on Audible. I thought of you. And I was like, ooh. Yeah, those I try not to like shit talk books on here very often because yeah. you know I work in publishing. Yeah. But I have to be so real. I read the first two books and I'm gonna finish the series because I'm committed to this bit where I read all the Formula One romances. Those books are bad. Like first of all, I think that she should apologize to women for the male POVs. <laughs> Second of all, do you have anything you want to say to women? I'm yeah, no. Sorry, women. Yeah, that's the vibes. Um, second of all, I don't feel confident she's ever watched an F1 race just based on the fact that I was I knew that these things didn't make sense having watched like one. I was like, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of feelings. However, if you are in F1 and are like, I could use a like fun, quirky little nonfiction that isn't intense, How to Be an F1 Driver by Jensen Button, that's my one five star read of the month. Um, minus, you know, all the forever books that mm-hmm. I don't write. Um, because it's not even like a memoir. It's, as the title suggests, it's set up as like how to be an F1 driver, like lessons that he learned over mm-hmm. the years. But it's basically just him telling silly, goofy little stories. And that was so slight of him. He's like, here's how expensive it is to own a yacht. It was a horrible mistake. I bought two. (laughs) Oh, that's the one that I sent you where he talks about, like, just loving his motorhome and going home and opening up the fridge and seeing his beloved baby bells. Which took me so off. Like, I was caught so off guard. At no Mm -hmm. point had he talked about baby bells prior. It wasn't, like, a running bit. It was just randomly. He was like, my beloved baby bells. And I was like... Hannah? <laughs> it is I. You just needed the Triscuits. Oh, God. Oh, they're so good. May I proposition you? <laughs> I have a proposal for you. Okay. How about you read Immortals After Dark? <laughs> How about you just do it? How about you just at least get to Kiss of a Demon King so that I we can know, talk about it? What if you just do it? I what if? Know. What if? Because I was looking through my December and I re- like I read Shadow Seduction for the first time, which is like Crusty's only like MM1 in the series. And I had previously not read it because I fucking hated one like cast one of the heroes um in the book where he like debuted in, but it wasn't like Shadow's claim, like it wasn't like his book. <laughs> Like, like he's I a hated Broadway performer. <laughs> he he debuted and I threw tomatoes at him. I was so angry. Like I was she chose Dead Mouth Five tickets over beheaded heads of her abusers and it just rubbed me so wrong. But I got over that kind of in the year between and I listened to the audiobook because I just had things to do and I was like, I'll just listen to it. And Robert Petkoff like narrated it. And it was so good. I know. And it was so good. So I was like, okay, I have to reread the other one where I hated him. And getting his perspective made me hate him a whole lot less. I was still angry for other reasons. And like it took, like, it felt like a very long book 
So it wasn't perfect, but it was vastly improved by me not hating him. Sure. So that's all to say. I need you. I know. To read. I just have to read books for work, and then I also have to read all the Formula One romances and all the way of arcs. And the thing, but about technically, that there's a car in Kiss of a Demon King. When I start, he drives a car. I won't be able to stop. And then also, you won't, but it'll feel so good. You have the well, added thing you may like, want to stop in the middle. Being like a straight white author, and like yeah, I. Even when it's the same author that I'm reading their books, I always feel weird yeah. doing too many straight white authors back to back for obvious reasons. And like, so it yeah. makes it hard when I want to just like binge one person's series because I'm like, well, that's just the same. That's when I have time to like, know. that's when I try to like have something like I'm reading physically then. Um, yeah, but which I also again, have I don't have much time for that right now. Physically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, I know, I know. Listen, I, I sit in a cubicle next to Dana. Of course I know I have to read. I just think, like, you'll have such a great life. I know. I mean, you'll have a bad life during some of them. They're painful. But, like, still, still good. But you just ride strong. Just. But then you haven't even got, oh, my God, there's so many at the end that are so good. I have until, what, March is when the new one comes out? Yeah. And that's just a novella. And then. So that's like the Witch Queen of Halloween, which is um, one of the shadow guys. Like, I think he's he's friends with Cade and Rydstrom. I think that's him. Um, so that's his novella. And then Cosmina is the uh, full-length book, I think. And we don't know the hero. We've met him before, but we don't know him, I think, is what I've heard on the streets. In the Crusty Cole Facebook group. <laughs> that I believe streets. has that, yeah, the streets. That has now been publicly that's public info, so whatever. But yeah. I am conflicted about that because I'm like, do I wait for Robert to narrate? Because I just don't think I could like read. Like I think I need him to do it. Like it just won't be the same. I think we all need Robert Peckoff. Yes. Yes, we do. Just generally. He's so fucking good. That's like, so real. That was our we we got a new intern and she's never really read any paranormal except for like Twilight. Um, mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, we have to like educate or historical really. We've got a lot of mm-hmm. educating to do. Um, but we're like, oh, you know, like we've got some vampires we could recommend, and I'm like, throw her into the deep end. Start with Immortals After Dark. That man gnaws off his own leg. Don't worry, it grows back, and it, you're growing from there. I don't know if she was kidding when she was like, yeah, throw me into the deep. But I'm like, girl, I'm so serious right now. Like, Yeah, that's shark-infested waters. Literally, in book two, yeah. she gets like, torn apart by she like killer shark fish thing. She does. So. I think it's just straight up sharks. Sharks, yeah. It was bad for her. It was not good. <laughs> Tell you what. I've, I've since – I've I started – I gave that book three stars. And then I reread it after I'd read the other books. Kind of, and then I gave it four stars, and then I reread it in December, and I gave it five stars. <laughs> it because then I just like have grown so much to love Sebastian and Katarin, and like it was just so good. And I'm like, how could I have ever given you three stars? But I was so unprepared. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it's so bloody. So many limbs are being lost. There were. Oh, sorry, yeah. I muted myself. There were I was a lot like, of lost oh my limbs. god, mic issues. No, it was me. 
I, I, my roommate came home and is on the phone, question mark, maybe. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know how much the mic is going to pick up. So if you hear someone oh, talking I I can kind of. loudly, that, that's why. So I'm trying to mute Ambience. myself when I'm not talking. Yeah. Ambiance. Yeah, that, that I'm always, good, like, good yeah. uh, living in a tiny apartment with thin walls and three roommates life. Yeah. Fantastic. Well... Hey, remember when we were like, we should limit ourselves to like yeah. two to three books and half an hour? Mm-hmm. What I think I'm going to do, because I'm not in the mood to edit this, is to just edit out the background noise and call it a day. That was so bad. I was going to suggest you just chop out me complaining about moving, but then See, I was I like, I could do that, but I think people are interested. That's fair. Like, I feel like That's I'd be hurts. interested. That's a whole I thing. was interested. Like, I okay. feel like it's a lot. Like, Well, congrats, y'all. You're getting a two-hour intro episode yes. to this season, and only half of it, if that, was about books. It's an update on the lives we live. I've since gotten a new desk chair, so it doesn't oh, squeak anymore. I love, I love it. I also have so a new comfy. desk chair, but, you know, Look moving. at us. That'll do it. Um, I have yassified my microphone. Slay. I got, like, a bandana thing from a, the Magic Eraser, like, washcloth. It, like, came randomly with, like, a bandana, and I was like, why the hell? did this happen um so i tied it around my microphone and it's cute and then i made a friendship bracelet that says run into tbr for the wow. microphone Slam. and yeah and then i have this like tropes and trifles like sticker that fits like perfectly like in the space at the bottom of the microphone mm-hmm. that i have to like get the courage to like stick down um because it's like a heart with a dagger through it um because that's like the Min- minneapolis bookstore that i went to over the holidays and now they're closed because they're like renovating but that was super cool and i bought um the one one crusty cold book i didn't have i was like yes so that was really cool nice but on the topic of friendship bracelets yeah i was gonna say (laughs) we promise we're making them i mean i haven't haven't started but they are happening yes um however we're pushing it to valentine's day for the vibes Mm -hmm. so if you didn't sign up and you want to you can go sign up to get a friendship bracelet or friendship bracelets from us, and also Valentine's. And Valentine's Day cards. Um, And you don't have to, but if you want to send us bracelets slash Valentine's in return, you can check a little box and we'll email you our addresses. Yeah. Um, Again, you don't have to, just for the vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't forgotten. It's happening. I just literally moved across the country. I'm so sorry. I have not had time. You've been crocheting. (laughs) I've been packing up my entire life. We got These problems are equal. Okay. We were occupied. <laughs> yeah. I've, like, I've like looked at my friendship bracelet stuff because I made a bunch yeah. for – we did, like, a saran wrap ball for, like, our family holiday. So I, like, made a bracelet of every, like, family member's name, which Cute. took forever because there was a lot of us. It was really fun because it was, like, they were, like, whipping around the room. Um, and so I did that. And then I haven't looked at the beads since. Well, I've seen them in my peripheral vision because they're just right behind me. Yeah, mine are in my craft too. box under my bed. Yeah. I saw them when I got out my cross-stitching stuff to keep mm. working on my Formula One car cross-stitch. Um, Look I at us crafty. They've not made them. Crafty. But it's happening. Gals. I promise. Yes. Yes. Um, and because I, I got like a bunch of names and addresses last year when I did like the Valentine's memes. And like I thought I was going to send cards out that year, but it was like already after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this seems like a lot of work. So I'm going to like do that this year and then we'll have like these addresses too and then pressure bracelets yes so i don't know i should honestly get started i don't have a printer but um Mm. i can email them (laughs) yeah you'll just get a little email of a valentine from me 
that's your but you'll get a friendship bracelet so so i'll figure it out it'll happen there's probably somewhere i can do it not expensively mm-hmm. so we wanted like the whole reason of, of this episode was to say that that was <laughs> um and to say hello we're alive that too yes and that we are working on this season. It's just ugh, life. Life. And not even in like, oh, I've been really busy way, but like <laughs> in an actual, give me a few weeks, guys. <laughs> I say as if anyone has pressured us. You haven't. No one is like, where is Romance or TBR? Yeah. Not even me. It- I forgot we had a podcast. <laughs> I would because I would look at my Yossified microphone. Like, <laughs> your Yossified microphone. <laughs> like you're cute, but I'm lazy. <laughs> so real, so true. We're. I'm just gonna start inserting F1 episodes every month yeah. where it's just me. I mean, you can get away with it when you start reading all those romances. That's so true. I'll mm-hmm. start doing little updates where I also then start talking about the drivers. And you're like, wait, what are – this isn't really – and I'm like, but it is. It is related to the romance, uh, and you have to watch the race to understand why. See, this doesn't make sense in this Lauren Asher book because if you watched Bahrain 2019, <laughs> I oh. don't know what happened to Bahrain in 2019. I assume there was a race in Bahrain in 2019, but I don't know. Then I'm going to go off – Assuming off of your assumption Good. that you are correct. Well, you know what they say about assumptions. They make a nice ass. So true. Out of you. <laughs> I want to leave our listeners with a joke. Ooh. <clears throat> this is my mm. new favorite joke. So a horse walks into a bar. Clip clop, clip clop. Clip clop, clip clop. And the bartender says, hey, you're in here a lot. Are you concerned that you might be an alcoholic? And the horse says, I don't think I am. Poof, the horse disappears. Now, this is funny because Descartes, the philosopher, famously said, I think, therefore I am. So when the horse said, I don't think I am, he ceased to am. (laughs) He no longer existed. Poof, he disappeared. Which I could have led with. Um, I could have, so you would have the context, but I didn't want to put Descartes before the horse. Wait, where's my... Hold on, hold on. Nobody move. My guy's the microphone... Or is the remote back? I don't know where my microphone is. I was doing it to my mic that's not plugged in. Yes. (laughs) And with that... Yes, that concludes the first episode of season three. (laughs) We made it. We did it. We didn't put Descartes before the horse. (laughs) We did not put Descartes before the horse. (laughs) We instead started with two crows. Actually, we did put Descartes before the horse because we talked so long before the horse which was valentine's stuff 